Hello. Hello, Marilyn. How are you doing? Good, good morning. Good morning, good Dan. Morning. How are you? I'm very well now. Thank you for asking. Uh, you are my guinea pig. Mm, give it to me. Let me pig it. I'm gonna. I'm ready to pig oh. it. Mm. You're a little bit. <laughs> uh, you're a little bit crispy on uh, on the sound. We're, yeah. You'll be good locally, right? I mean, you, you, everything sounds good to me. Yes. Well, it better because <laughs> I. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, I broke my own. I, I said something to my friend Alex recently that uh, remember that old bit, that early uh, meme. I think it was something along the lines of how many five year olds could you take in a fight? Yes. You know, and you're supposed to speculate. You know, oh, I could definitely, you know, unless unless it was an extraordinary young uh, boy or girl, <laughs> I could probably beat the sh- beat the crap out of a five year old. But could you beat like you know two hundred five year olds? Could you use them against each other like Jackie Chan? You know? Yes. Um, and, and a lot of times with technology, I feel like I'm fighting five-year-olds. Like, no single one of them is going to, like, bring me all the way down, but all together. <laughs> yeah. They're, go- they're going to make it hard. It's going to get, I don't know, somewhere between the Game of Thrones, mm. uh, you know, where, uh, where Cersei blows up the Sept, no spoilers, and then they stab the, 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 the priest, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't watch that. You wouldn't know that. No, I watched or, it. I watched the whole thing. Okay. All Game of Thrones. Oh, that's a great it. episode. It's all good. Uh, the whole, except for Joffrey. the last, um, last yeah, couple well, but, but Yeah, luckily it's so dark you can't see it. Where's right. my bell? Um, but, uh, or, or that, uh, you know, it's like uh, maybe like suddenly last summer where, uh, no spoilers, but, you know, Montgomery Cliff gets eaten alive. And then Elizabeth Taylor remembers that in, in a very strange scene. Um, I kind of, I'm, 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 I'm interested, this will come up this week. And by the way, Dan, hello, this is a marathon episode. It's going to be a long one. I have a lot of content to share this week. Yeah. I'm warning you ahead of time. No, I mean, that's great. uh, I'm here, I'm here for the content. There's going to be a little bit of talking about the industry inside the show. Yeah. The, the tech podcast, the the tech industry, what kind of industry we're going to be going over. And did I fix the crispiness? Is it better? Did I, I change something? Did I make it worse? No, it's it's the same. Mm. Do you wanna do you wanna hear what I hear, or do you think you think we'll be all right? I just worry because I tore out a lot of my load bearing walls, and in order to introduce some professionalism, yeah, I'm doing some things. So I'm I pretty just, sure that I don't know if it's you or if it's me. I mean, it's uh, but who oh, cares? It's you. It's it's me. I care. <laughs> I care because if for some reason my recording just doesn't work because I tore out the load bearing audio walls. We're going to rely on your side, but I'm sure we'll be fine. It's a marathon episode is what I'm saying. Yeah. I hope people are listening this week. Do you think people are listening? <clears throat> yes. I would say people Maybe are all, they are listening currently. Do you still send out a, do you stand, still send out a tweet when the, when the show oh, starts? Oh, I need to remember to, let me do that. I do do that. I do do that. Well, so let's consider this the pre-flight. This will still, will still be in because we don't edit for content here. But if you toot that out, I'll retoot it. Done. And, uh, okay. Let's see here. I'm on the internet. I'm clicking. Click. And let's see, that's on the account. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I just got a Twitter uh, notification that it went in out there. I'll quote and tweet it. I'll quote tweet it, and I'll say, um, uh, Dan and yeah. I have a lot of content this week, including, hmm, how do I want to phrase it? Including, I don't, don't want to say a health reveal. Do I want to say yeah, a, health health reveal. Revealing you know, of the keep health. It, I'll keep it short. Yeah, do yeah. it. 
Dan and I have a lot of content. Do, you, do what you want to do. That's what I'm trying to tell you. you do the stuff you like. If you, if you, if you love Anybody's it, it doesn't just, feel like work. Well, you know what? I'd like to address that. Okay. Um, could you capture that? Sure? Hey, everybody who's joining us streaming. Hello. Welcome to, uh, uh, it's back, what is this? this is back to work. Yes. Pound sign creativity. Um, pound sign. What are, what are all our pound signs? I should go look. I think it says so here in the in the thing. I'm gonna look. I'm clicking. I'm on back to work, and let's see. It's an award winning talk show. I don't know if that's true. Um, we've got. Uh, oh look at that, Aaron Hillegas. I know him. Oh, and your host list, Aaron Hillegas. Guess guess and I. You know Aaron who does cocoa things and wears a hat. <laughs> he and I uh, used to play in a band together in college, and oh, yeah. now he teaches cocos. Mm -hmm. Cocos? What does he teach? Is he the one that wears the hat? He's the big nerd hat. Yeah. He played saxophone. And uh, we were in a terrible uh, ska band, ugh, of all things, fake ska band called Dog School. And he played, he played saxophone. Um, what does it say here for our pound signs? I don't see, Oh, productivity, communication, work, barriers, constraint, creativity, Dan Benjamin, Merlin, man. That's, mm. that's not so bad. No, it's all right. Oh, I could change the slug. Look at that. Hey, uh, hey everybody. Welcome back to work. <laughs> it's going to be a big week. It something if you do that. We got a we got a bigger reveal coming in, in a minute, yeah. and because and, something I learned about when I was, um, uh, well, when I was making number two a little bit ago, I, I learned about something I didn't know, and now we're going to share it with you. In addition to the fact that I don't need to know when, where you were when you learned that, you don't feel like that lends it some extra context. No, I I mean yes, but not the kind that I would like to lend it. I think well, somebody what, is might someone be, doing work back there. Yeah, yeah, I think somebody might be. I'm gonna say. Um, a disassembling a human body with a bone saw? disassemble, Stephanie. Oh, let's see. Attend the tale of AT&T. Uh, they're out there doing something. <laughs> uh, Sondheim. Is that your Google uh, Fiber? No. Well, it might be. You know, AT&T. Did I, did I do that right? Who is that? Oh, look at that. There's a uh, there's friend of the show, Patrick Lucas Austin. Hi, well, Patrick. Well, we're not going to beachside. Well, oh, sorry, you've reached Fiji. Ha. <laughs> huh. Award winning. <laughs> Do you remember what awards did we won? Do you remember? I don't. Yeah, we won uh, iTunes best uh, best podcast of the year in one year. Oh, that was in the the two thousands uh, somethings. I'm mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably mm -hmm. just for episode burp, seven. Yeah, yeah seven. Yeah. <laughs> seven. Um, yeah, that was that would be two thousand eleven. I think. Um, hi, Patrick. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm going to address every single person that likes or, re or retweets this. I'm going I'm to speak to them personally. Okay. Both of them. Okay. Probably Mary Louise Munter. <laughs> Mary Louise Munter uh, is, 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 I think, a fan of the show. Or, she, or, or Mary Louise Munter might be a bot. Munter bot. She is a oh. big fan. Do you think so? I always wondered, is that automated? Can you tell when it's automated? Yes, I can, because um, when we did not tweet the show... I received multiple tweets from her saying, you know, some people need this. And I said, oh, oh my gosh, God. that makes me so happy. Yeah. Huh. Oh boy. That's, that's really good and loud, isn't yeah. it? Well, see now my new audio hijack session that I made, mm. and we'll talk about this as part of my, I'm changing my stack, Dan, my whole stack. Oh my goodness. They're really, should I go out and get some photos and send it to you? Yes. Okay. Um, you, in a little bit, you tell me about something you like, and I'll go out and see if I can uh, get out on the show floor and interview some of the folks <laughs> with the bandsaw. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, they really kind of just started right as we started recording, didn't they? That's the best time to start. You're not supposed something. to be doing construction outside of Coit Tower. Um, you know that makes me happy. Yeah. So what was I talking about? My stack? Oh yeah. So I, I, I've you guys, all you people, you, yeah, Jim, yeah, uh, uh, uh everybody, yeah. Quinn, everybody hates my fancy recording. Yes, so I've I'm never used w- that once. Yeah, but that makes me sound like John Dickerson. No. Anyway, I'm messing with some things. I hope this works. We've got a lot of content. And in a second, you're going to do your big reveal. But what was I going to say about... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying to Jim, friend of the show, Jim Metzendorf, because Jim Metzendorf is what kicked this whole thing off, son of a bitch. He said, hey, you know, you've been a little bit crispy crunchy lately. And, uh, and, and you got bleed on your headphones. And I'm like, well, that's because daddy can't hear so good. But I'm working on that. I'm working on all of it, the whole stack. This is before we even get to GitHub and Visual Code Studio Pro for the enterprise Mm -hmm. anyway um there's a lot going on i'm very excited and what did i want to tell you about at the top uh i want to tell you about i have so so here's what i've got i've got odds and sods including some recos um my current recommendation is don't watch hoarders for four hours before you go to bed (laughs) you get some weird dreams from that well it's to, to, to use the word my uh, my kid uses, it's a little exploitative. I don't know if you know that about the show orders. I don't, I don't have cable, but I, I watch it sometimes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a recommendation. I have other recommendations. I have some alien movie-related recommendations. I have some oh, tech, I love those. Tech, I have some tech recommendations, which you, you can just use. Um, Dan, when I was making a number two earlier, mm. you texted me. <laughs> you don't feel that lends extra context? It was just a little one. <laughs> it does lend extra context. The question is, do we want that? Who does? Everybody loves context. Uh, you, um, Mary Louise Munter and other people might have noticed we did not record our productivity program last week. Right. And uh, as I said in a text to you, you know, they only wake me for the important meetings. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't always know what's going on. Dan, why didn't, we rec- why didn't we record last week? I had COVID. Dan had COVID. Mm-hmm. I found out this morning. I won't give you any more context than that, but I was in the smallest <laughs> room in my g- office. You've already given us all the context we need. I have my iPad, so it's easier to type. Ugh, don't. Hmm. Okay. Um, holy crap, because you contacted me and said you and your, I think your your son were not feeling well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do I always say? Which is no problem. Mm. But I didn't get any further context from you. Now, you love giving me context. You do that. And so, and so I found out this morning, what the hell, Dan? Yeah, it wasn't. Tell the, me about your journey. Well, um, so I got it. I got it from my son who also gave it to everyone else um, without knowing. Four Will you be able of, to tell me how you know that? Yes. Uh, okay. Four of the six middle school teachers at his school uh, were out with it. Um, and so that seems to be the origination of the whole thing. It seems to have started there. And so I was hanging out, you know, we were hanging out over the weekend, Friday, Saturday and Saturday evening. He said, you know, I feel kind of dizzy. I said, well, you have COVID. And he's (laughs) like, what, what do you mean? I said, you're dizzy. You have COVID. He's like, really? I'm like, yes, of course. Of course you have it. It's of none of my course. business to ask what his status is, but did he, like, for example, my, my family's had all the things and all the boosts, and well, yeah, I mean, I've heard... 
Boosted people, what you get usually is a sore throat, is what how you know. Okay, so I, I have know? had both of the vaccinations, Moderna and the Moderna booster, and I had the Moderna booster Lucky. right on schedule, exactly uh-huh. when they wanted me to get it, and it had had its two weeks to fully gestate inside of me, so that by the time that I was being infected, I was at my most boosted. They say that you have the most antibodies or whatever it is that your body's doing after you get your booster. Two weeks after the booster, my two-week anniversary was Wednesday, and uh, Friday, Saturday is when he was feeling dizzy. So then Sunday, my daughter started to also feel uh, sick, laying on the oh, sofa, no, fever, aches, that kind of stuff. I hate to hear this. Um, oh. She had like a sore throat and then body aches and a hundred-ish degree fever. And now let's talk about the interesting stuff, which is me. And on Sunday evening, I started to feel what I would describe, Merlin, as Mm -hmm. a scratchy throat. By this point, I knew that both my kids had COVID, though, um, even though there was no testing Oh, did Cash look at you and say, you have COVID? Uh, No, he wasn't really feeling good enough to do that. He was just sort of, you know. That's good. Convalescing, as you would say. Yeah. And so the scratchy throat was not... Like the closest thing, I mean, I've you and you've had allergies from we lived in Florida, so it almost felt like that kind of thing. But of course, I have more uh, colds in Florida, but I definitely get allergies here. And it took my lady and I a lot of years, too many years, to understand that when you think you're getting sick and you have, I don't know, I have allergies, I don't hay fever, I don't know what it is, yeah. but but I, I get the symptoms of what I would think of as a Florida cold title. I get those <laughs> symptoms, and then that tells me. <laughs> I, then I have to just pump the brakes and go, you probably just have allergies. A little tired, a little scratchy. Yeah, and you know, oh, it's God, like were that. you freaking out? No, not at all. Um, okay. And I, I, I've done everything that I've done everything that I could do by having the shots and the things and whatever. Yeah. And so, Good for you. You know, for I, you. there was nothing else. That, if I had, I had it. Like, what am I going to do? I got it. So, but it was, there was no sore throat for me at all the entire time. My throat was never, never sore, but it was scratchy and it was scratchy in a weirdish way. It was different. It was different. And so at this point, I already knew that I had COVID just based on oh, everything God. that's going on. Cause I mean, like I, I get cold yeah. sometimes. It wasn't like a cold and it wasn't like but a it's, flu. But it's everywhere. I mean, everybody's, all the, the people who know these things are saying, you know, it's, it's something where. I don't know. I, I don't want to get over my skis on this, but it's 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 something where thank God you've had the vaccination uh, and the boosters because a lot of people are going to get this, especially Omicron. And this is not new. No, and you know the other thing was, <clears throat> excuse me, I hadn't seen another living human being besides basically my kids in more than a week. I'm not going anywhere, even to the grocery store. I'll do the like delivery stuff. So it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It, I knew I knew there was only one as you would say, vector of exposure. So I knew that's that right. what it was. Now, now here's the end. Here's where it gets interesting. I had heard, I knew at least at the time, at least three or four other people that I was friends with had COVID or had gotten COVID within the last couple of weeks ahead of it. And they were telling me interesting stories. And this was also something I was reading a lot, which is that Omicron is different because it doesn't necessarily, it's not, as detectable in your nose as it is in your throat. And that there were people who are right. actually saying, if you're going to do a test early, 
test your swab your throat in addition to or maybe right. even instead of your nostrils because and I said yeah, oh, biorhythmist had a had a retweet about this that uh, was new to, news to me which is like there's a, you're supposed to maybe like not eat and you do the throat and like there's like a, a whole thing that's different and like yet another thing that's different from what we used to think exactly and so I I knew that and the only way that you can get tests here in Austin in in the time frame of when you might actually have code. Like if I wanted to schedule a test, a free test at like a Walgreens or a CVS or the, the health, the state health thing, no big deal. I can get one probably maybe mid February. Now I could get one. So that really wouldn't help me. So I paid a hundred dollars to go get a test that also, by the way, tested me for the flu. I was negative for the flu. hundred dollars. It was 120, I think. Well, out of pocket to go to like a physician? That's no, crazy. It's, uh, the physicians generally don't do them, uh, but this was a testing center that you can just oh, okay. pay for. It was like a <gasps> like a pharmacy drive through type That's so situation. so gross. They're like 12 cents in Germany. Yeah. I mean, and like <sighs> I said, I could have waited for the free one, but by then I would have either been over COVID or- That's the or whole point. This is what the all the doctors say. It's nuts. They should be giving, you should be giving you, they should be giving us big packs of these. There's this guy, what's his name? Jonathan Reiner. There's a guy who's on, I want to say CNN sometimes. And he says, you should be able to walk into any drugstore school library and just pick up a bag of tests and be testing like at least once a day. That's, that's the way to get out is what they say. Yeah, I think so. Um, and but if you're thinking about testing yourself before going to, you know, what you regard as a safe event, everybody's supposed to test. If you, and I think we mentioned this here, but like if you're like a, if you're like a family, are you, what are you going to do? Spend a hundred dollars per person on tests? Yeah, like, hundred and hundred twenty. So I, I, I decided I would go and get it. And at this point, so this is like Monday morning. So I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I, I'm very cognizant that I have COVID, mm. and I want to just go get the test because you know I wanted to know. And at this point. The symptoms are still just like scratchy throat, congestion. Wasn't that bad? So I didn't know what I was in store for, but I thought I've got something. It should be detectable. My body's detecting it. So I went and got the test. And of course, as as predicted, because they didn't swab your throat, uh, it was negative. And I said, okay, so that means I've tested too soon, which is dumb because I was, unlike my kids who I got it from when they were asymptomatic, I myself was symptomatic and knew that I had it, and yet I was negative. So, what does that say about our testing protocols? What does that mean? If well, you've got to have a you've got to have a negative test, and you've got to have your card to get into the restaurant. Oh, I was full on COVID at that point. I was I was I was I, patient I zero. I was spreading it for sure, Merlin. I was spreading it if if I was in contact yeah. with anyone, which I wasn't. But if I had been, I could have said, "Hey, here's my negative COVID test. Let's all go to lunch. Let's go have a let's grandma." Come on, let's go. And I would have been killing people yeah. if I had followed the test. I think the conventional wisdom, and I, I, this is not science. I think the conventional wisdom is that a rapid antigen test is pretty good at telling you if you're positive. But not, wait, sorry. Is it pr pretty good at telling you if you're positive? I'm getting it backwards already. But obviously it's the <laughs> PCR is, test. This is our concern, dude. I know. I watched it this weekend. Um, oh, Dan, that's, oh my okay, God. So I, I go home uh. and, I, and just now is the kind of slow decline beginning on Monday, Tuesday morning, I wake up and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a thing here. This is something. And were you feeling, were you like uh, lethargic? Did you feel tired? 
Yeah, I mean, I felt like, um, you know, 101 degree fever and just all the things, see, to me, all the things that come with a fever, people describe as symptoms. And like, if I just, <laughs> if I just, now you have a fever, you're, here's what you're going to have with just a fever. Forget the cause of the fever. You might have some kind of totally unrelated infection that's giving you a fever. Right. But let's just make believe magically, boom, you have a fever. You're going to have, you're going to feel dizzy. You're going to have... Um, aches and pains in your body. You're going to have chills. You're going to have that weird feeling that anything you can't get comfortable and anything you're touching hot your skin. And you're cold. Yeah. You got weird dreams. I hate it. Those are just fever symptoms. So most of what I had during COVID were what I would classify as fever symptoms. I did have, there was one day, maybe the third day where I had brutally painful sinus pain um, I, I had a very mild cough for like a day or two, not even what I have with a cold. That was nothing. That was insignificant. And, uh, and, and yet it was a little bit there. And then I had this, I had congestion and maybe the tiny little runny nose, but most of the stuff that I had was like, you just feel horrible because you have a fever. Now, why don't I take Advil or Tylenol or do what everyone else does is like, when you think that a fever is coming start like maxing out on that. This is where I get into the the weird category. And that is, I believe that your body is pretty good at healing itself. And that if you get a fever, there's a reason that your body's trying to give you a fever. And that there have been, uh, there's been a lot of research in mainstream research that says, if you're miserable, yes, you know, take a pain reliever if you need it, take, take a fever reducer if you need it. But if you can stick to it, that it actually might make you better faster if you let your body do its thing and that by huh. suppressing a fever, you're suppressing at least an aspect of your body's immune system and let yeah, it do its thing. They tell you when you get the vaccine, I, if memory serves, they tell you specifically like avoid yeah. getting, getting too much pain reliever stuff because you, you know, you need to get a little bit sick to get, um, more immune. Right. So I just dealt with having a fever. I didn't give myself, I didn't take Advil Tylenol. I just kind of let it, let it go and do its thing. And I don't know if that mattered. I don't know if I was putting myself through unnecessarily uncomfortable days or if it helped. I don't know. But there were two solid days where I had like 101 degree fever. It was really horrible. And then I started to kind of feel a little bit better. But, you know, there were still like, but the then after that, I would say by like Friday, I started to come out of it, you know, like coming out of it, like, okay, I can think again now. I think so like I'm four. Uh, my math is bad. There's like About two days, days of really bad, uh, mm -hmm. uncomfortable fever where I was just w different YouTube videos were, were rolling and Netflix was showing me movies and I had some things on Plex that I was in and out of consciousness. Oh, I watched, Jesus. I picked some strange movies to watch that I shouldn't have watched. I watched the movie you called The Master. You gotta be real careful. Have you seen oh, that one? Oh, with, with PSH? Yes. It was, a, I felt like I spent five or six days watching that movie in and out of consciousness. And it was so yeah. disturbing. And I think I watched it twice, but I don't know. Yeah. And it, so, you know, like you just, you, but it was really just crappy. It was I really get, I get a contact high off of Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. It's amazing. When he's like drinking motor oil the or whatever. turpentine or whatever he puts it's through such the such a beautiful movie, a though. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Every scene is like a portrait. I know the guys. The guys amazing. And I watched Sully. Ugh. I watched Sully, the the Tom Hanks movie. I I feel oh, the like anti bird movie. 
Yeah, I feel like at some point I got very emotional during the movie, <laughs> but I don't know what part. Yeah. And what's his name's mustache is like on point in that. Hmm. And then at the end of it, yeah. um, and that, but I remember, I remember saying to my son on, was it, maybe it was like Saturday night. I said, this is the first time that I actually don't feel, no, Sunday night. I said, this is the first time I don't feel horrible during this whole so process. It's like a week, so it's like really. a full seven day odyssey that, I mean, on the one hand, like I'm grateful that it wasn't worse for me. I, but I don't know why it wasn't worse because what was it not worse because of the vaccinations and the booster? Was it not worse? Cause it was Omicron. Was it a combination? Was it my own immune? Like I have no, I don't know anything. I'm none the wiser uh, as to anything about this. And uh, so I asked, I called my doctor and we had a telehealth session and we talked about it and his answer to everything is like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Well, will I get it again? Maybe. Well, you know, am I immune? Could be, maybe not. Treat yourself like well, we've you're known not. We've about the flu for a pretty good long time, and that still differs every year, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I have, you know, I have very little information to relay as far as like that. But what, what I can tell you is this: my another person that I work with got it, and his his worst day was better than my best day during it. He had like some sniffles. <clears throat> little <clears throat> like that on this. <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. And then he's like, how do you feel? Oh, man, I feel terrible. I'm run down. He's dead at standing desk talking like chipper and happy. I'm like, you seem fine to me. He's like, well, it's not so bad. I'm like. Yeah, the kind of, the kind of sick nice. where in the 90s, he'd still go to work anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, it. But I'll tell you what. You remember when I got the flu after I was forced to go to Disney World in, what was that, 2018? I remember when you got that was so um, much worse. Tonsil so much worse. stuff. You got tonsil stuff that was really gross. You even grossed out your doctor. If memory <laughs> yeah, I did. That's is that a different thing? That was a different. <laughs> that was a different thing. I I, I I I forget why, but I ended up I had to listen to something. From, I chose to listen to something from that episode in the last week or so. I don't know why it turned up, but and it, it made me laugh because you, you sounded really embarrassed about your tonsils, and I felt bad. <laughs> well, for I was. You. I was embarrassed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would recommend, um, not, but here's the thing again, it just goes to show you that what they're, the way they're spinning it now is that the vaccinations are to keep you from getting serious injury, ser- illness, serious yeah. illness and keeping you out of a hospital off a ventilator and, death, and dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough to say, um, it's tough to say what role they played in my situation. I'd, I'd like to think that they did that. I'd like to think that I didn't get them for nothing, but I have no idea. Maybe I'm brainwashed by Big Fauci, but I believe that's a thousand percent true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like it's, that. Yeah. I, I, I hope that's the case. Dan, I'm so sorry. I, I guess I still, I, I'm, I've got old COVID brain where mm-hmm. I'm, I still think it's such a big deal when I found out somebody's sick and it just bums me out. Um, I just added something to show notes a little bit ago that I recommend. Uh, this is not the first time I've mentioned a podcast I like called "You Are Not So Smart" um, that I listen to a lot. And uh, this week's episode was um, was as like so many really good. And it was talking to this uh, guest, Misha. What's the guy's name? His name is Misha Gluberman. And uh, he's been a guest on the show before. He's really cool and interesting. And the uh, title of the episode is called How to Have Better Conversations with Loved Ones and Just About Anyone About Difficult Topics. 
and in particular, they focus on like the the way that somebody like me argues with my beloved mother about her vaccine status, which yeah. could be a could be it's better, not a right? Really, it's not a relationship <laughs> ending discussion, but boy, is it ever frustrating. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff where I can just go, oh yeah, well, you know, but like. Anyway, and how a lot of the tactics that somebody like me, who is admittedly terrible at arguing, I'm very bad at arguing with people, um, but the kind of like, well, I'm going to send you some articles to read sort of approach, like why that doesn't work. Mm. Um, I think this is a good episode in general, but especially if you find yourself frustrated with trying to talk to people in your life and just how to become, not how to like talk people into things, but how to become a better and more empathetic communicator with, with people in a way that ends up improving rather than harming your relationship. That's the, the big message is not how to get your goddamn mother to get the vaccine. It's about like learning to say what it is you're actually trying to say, which in some cases is stuff like, I find our relationship difficult when we talk about things like this. And right. then they could say the same thing. You find common ground. It doesn't mean, anyway, I just thought it was a really good episode yeah we get we get emails from the school um where my kid goes and i think they've actually done a really well first of all it must be said they've done an amazing job with the resources that they've got to deal with all of this nonsense for two years but i think they're also really good about and careful about communicating and the last one i saw was two interesting points one is that uh it's it's kind of like a contiguous middle school and high school like you know, the, the name of school, middle school, name of school, high school. Mm-hmm. And they're right near each other. And 13%, I want to say it was 13% of students at both have tested positive since school, since basically, uh, you know, coming back from Christmas break. Um, but also that they have not, this is what was interesting to me about what you said at the top, they have not yet found any that were through community transmission at school. Mm. Which is, I don't know quite how they figure that out, but you get one kind of message when there's a positive at the school and you get another kind of message, you know, obviously more personal message when your kid was in contact with somebody who tested positive. Oh God, I want this to be over. I feel like I should go outside and, uh, and, and take some photos and maybe a movie of what's happening outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm, cause I'm pretty sure you have something to tell me about that you like, and I can mute so you won't hear the slamming for a few minutes. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, I'd love to tell you, but we've got a few things uh, to tell you about. Okay, this BR- week. BRB. All right. Well, the first thing I would like to tell you about this week is Wealthfront. You know what? We used to have Wealthfront as a sponsor. And they're back. They're back for a new beginning, a new 2022, right? And that's the beginning of a new year. It's a great time to finally start doing things, right? And I'm not talking about making some kind of promise to yourself that you'll do something and then you don't actually do it. I'm talking about doing something real, uh, doing something responsible, doing something for yourself. And you can do that by checking out Wealthfront. One of my biggest regrets, honestly, is not starting to think about my financial future and my retirement earlier. I remember being in my early 20s and working with people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and you'd hear all these people in their 30s, 40s, and and 50s even saying, start investing now. If I'd only started investing now, then I would be in a much better situation than I'm in now. And I'd like, yeah, it sounds awesome. Let's go to lunch. And I never did it until much later. Well, don't be that. It's also, I want to add, you know what? It's never too late to start. You can start with Wealthfront in no time. They have something called a classic portfolio where you just go in and you start with their classic portfolio. That's for people who are like, I don't know what I want to do. 
I just want, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. What do I do? Or you can invest in the, the things that you care about. You can pick socially responsible funds. You're into technology. You want a crypto trust, like hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of having to do everything yourself. Wealthfront has over $28 billion in assets. They're helping nearly half a million people build their wealth, and you can do this too. There are so many great things you can do with Wealthfront. So go to Wealthfront.com and you can start building your wealth. You're going to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Wealthfront.com slash big week. Go check it out. And uh, we sure do appreciate their support. Thanks very much to Wealthfront for making this show possible. Thanks, Wealthfront. Bok, bok. I just sent you uh, such a video. Here you go. Yeah. So there's, I, I, think, they're, <laughs> I think they're really just getting started. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of guys, guys in uh, vests and hats, like leaning on shovels and stuff. And then a bang, bang machine. They got a really loud bang, bang machine. Mm. Mm. Boy, that's really loud. Is this going to be okay? Is this mm. just insufferable? No, I mean, I thought that, oh, look at those guys. Yeah. You know, if you were to just have showed me this video... Yeah. Just showed you without prefacing it. Didn't come from you. Just posted. You know the first thing I would have said? Uh, that's too many guys for what they're doing? No, I would have said this looks exactly like San Francisco. Oh. Well, it's, it's like the it western looks part like of it. San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, like, it looks I, yeah, like it. Yeah, I guess. It, no, it does. Oh. Well, it's the sunset. It's not really San Francisco. It's, I mean, it is. it's kind of San Francisco. But, I mean, it is. It is. It is. It's fine. Oh, boy, it's getting louder. Okay, should we should we just? Oh my God! Now the ground is rumbling. Should we just keep going? Or but you know the we, weird thing about it, Merlin, is that you forget after your body has gone through like an illness like that. If you're not like either a ten year old girl or a fourteen year old boy mm. uh, who bounce back almost instantly and are like fine after they're like, oh, I'm better now. They right. only had it for maybe a solid two to three days uh, max. Um, is that like even days later, like I would find like in the evening, especially I would just be like, I'd be sitting there like at the computer, quote unquote working. And I'd be like, yeah, that this nothing is happening. And I just want to lay down. I'm not tired enough to go to sleep, but I just need to lay down. Well, that's I'm scared. I'm scared of the long COVID. I don't want that. There are people who got a little bit sick with COVID, but then they're like still sick and they got the brain fog. Maybe I read too many things. I hate it all. Dan, Dan, should I be muting? No, I like it. Talking? I think it adds, it has an NPR feel to it. Like we're, you're, you know, we're on, on scene. Okay. You're having, you're having fun with me here, but I, I really, I'm, I'm very sorry about this. I really, I chose poorly. I love, I love my private office, but uh, I, I, I probably should have chosen a place that wasn't at the foot of Coit Tower. That's on me. Um, <laughs> we got odds and sods. Uh, we're going to stretch our legs a little bit. Um, oh boy, that's really distracting. Okay, all right, here we go. I have the tiger, Cinderella story. Um, <laughs> podcast. I think maybe they saw me taking the video. I did wave. I went, hey, 
and then I took a video of them. And so maybe they decided to move closer and put the Bang Bang Machine near the podcast office. <laughs> Um, something I saw last night that hey, this is a recommend. I'm gonna do a couple uh, um, acknowledgments, recommendations, etc. Just good things in the world, things I'm excited about. Um, uh, I watched something last night that I've had on my Plex for a while and I had not watched. And because Plex sometimes farts out and does a weird thing where it gets confused about the date added, (laughs) do you ever get that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably it's my own fault. It doesn't happen on my primary Plex. It happens on my home Plex. Mm. Oh, you got more than one now? Well, I've got a Synology. Oh, I made some big moves, some big net- home networking moves I'll tell you about later if, you, if you're if you interested. Oh, my God. Well, we're here going to be here all day. Okay. So these guys this, are here. I'm going to wait them out. Right. You're going to smoke them out. Good luck. Good luck with your bang-bang machine. You're not going to stop me. <laughs> um Oh, God, so loud. Um, I, uh, but yeah, I gotta, we should talk about this, uh, Synology. But yeah, yeah, but basically I do some uh, pokery jiggery, is the, is the, I don't think we say that anymore. Um, I do some pokery jiggery where uh, I do, um, I use, oh God, this is where you run into the terrible naming of Synology things. Mm-hmm. T.S. Eliot could write a book about this. Um, there's uh, the way that we name Synology things. Uh, sh- drive, share, sync, cloud. Share, maybe, drive. You know how everything's like named some cockamamie drive, sync, share, yes. cloud, yes. something? Uh-huh. I've got one of those that uh, at night I do backups to B2. Yes. Um, you know. Because you're, um, you're freaking smart. Well, I don't really need to, but I think it's a good practice. B2 is a, uh, a Black Blaze thing that will allow you to backup a Synology. They're the fantastic. Cloud. That's a good company and um, and thorough, but uh, then I also do some syncing where uh, I had stopped for a while because it was just too heavy in terms of the bandwidth. But uh, I sync my TV and movie stuff at night. Whatever's new and changed gets mm-hmm. updated from here to there. You know, upload only. But then sometimes for really big, like if I got, I'll go a little crazy sometimes. Like I'm on a Shakespeare kick right now, and because I'm a size queen, I get big Shakespeare. I'm in the pocket of big Shakespeare. And so I'll bring that home on an SSD. But in any case, when you add things to the, the, the Plex on the, the second Synology, sometimes it gets confused about date added, and I've never figured out how to fix it. If anybody knows, hit me up. I discovered this uh, documentary about the movie Alien that I don't remember getting. Uh, the last one we talked about was the one that was more about Geiger, or as you say, Geiger. Geiger, yeah. And was talking about the influence that he had and how they worked with him. And it, is this something different from There's, that? There, there could be, um, yeah, it is, but it's, I mean, it's a weird one. And some people think it's too woke, but screw them. But, you know, there's really almost a, there's almost a an alien documentary cinematic universe, if you think about it. Okay. Walk because first that. of all, well, okay, like, for example, let me go pull it up. His Plex is up, and I'm going to Plex, and I'm clicking. So, like, in terms of, let's do a really quick survey of some Alien-adjacent documentaries. Alien is, um, has been one of my favorite movies for a long time. And I got to say that of movies that have been my favorite movie for a long time, mm-hmm. I still think it's one of the best. Like, I still really, speaking of Ridley Scott, I still really enjoy Blade Runner. I don't love Blade Runner as much as I used to. I still like it, and I still think it's important. I still think it's, you know, really good. But, like, Alien 
and Aliens, Alien 2, mm-hmm. are both just so good to me. And one reason I like the documentary I'm going to mention in a second is I think they do a good job of teasing out, like, the basis in mythology, you know, what is the importance of Narcissus and Nostromo and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's, I, I think these are, are, are worth watching for lots of reasons. Like, obviously, if it's a movie you like anywhere near as much as I do, it might be worth your time. I do love the behind-the-scenes stuff, how they did the chestbuster effect and um, talking to Veronica Cartwright, Veronica Cartwright about being sprayed with blood unexpectedly. Um, so, for example, right off the dome, you've got, let's see, okay, 2003 documentary that I think was made for or included on like a DVD release, which is called The Beast Within, mm. The Making of Alien. Um, and then sort of the, I guess, the, if you like the companion piece to that is called Superior, uh, also 2003, Superior Firepower, The Making of Aliens which is really, really good. And I know I've mentioned it here before. Those are both really good. And those are both like, you know, kind of official on main documentaries about it. Right. Um, uh, well, secondarily, I'm going to mention this as being part of the universe. Jodorowsky's Dune, mm. um, which is such a good documentary. And if nothing, I mean, setting everything else aside, like if you, if you like Alien... If uh, you know, especially like I said, Giger and Dan O'Bannon's work and stuff like that, um, a lot of those people sort of kind of met for the first time working on what never became Alejandro Jodorowsky's Dune. Right. And have you seen the documentary? I did see that one. He's such an interesting guy, and like if you if you always if you feel like I've actually you know what I'll find this for notes. I've got a list uh, on Letterboxd called something like weird music, weird movies for weirdos and like near the top for me would be holy mountain which is you know maybe up there with like andalusian dog in terms of like oh my god i didn't realize you could make a movie like this so yodorowsky has made these movies like el topo and holy mountain and things like that that are just so goddamn weird so weird so like surreal magically real profane mm. deeply profane mm. movies and he wanted to make Dune. And so I'm going to say Jodorowsky's Dune. Watch it if you haven't seen it because there's so much to love about it. The way the guy works is so interesting. He's so passionate about it. Basically, he's the guy. He worked with Dan O'Bannon. He worked with Dan O'Bannon, who was the basically <laughs> Dan O'Bannon, who died of Crohn's disease uh, a few years back. I didn't know you he, could die from that. Oh, yeah. Really? Fel- fellows like us, we got to be careful. Um, uh, I have the other one. But he... Um, but he, uh, but you know, he made a lot of bank because basically anything that has alien on it, whether it's a video game, a movie, a whatever, a, a, a coloring book, like he gets a little bit of dough from that. Mm. Um, and Dan O'Bannon had also worked on Dark Star by John Carpenter, which is a very weird movie. But anyway, I mentioned Yodorowsky's Dune because, like, that's almost like where you want to start in terms of like how. Oh, Chris Foss, the guy who like was going to design the spaceships. Mm-hmm. Chris Foss, go Google Chris Foss. You're going to know those yellow and black, cool looking spaceships. Is it Voss, V O S S, um, or F O S S? I think it's F is in Frank O S S. Chris Foss. Um, oh yeah. Okay, and, here he is. And so like yeah, he shows up a lot on uh, Spaceship Tumblr, which I'm a big fan of. Oh, I love this vehicles. Is some cool stuff. Like oh, the, this yeah, is like super seventies style. Very cool. Right, but like a lot of book covers. And, uh, you know, and of course, Giger was, Giger had like, was working with Jodorowsky to design like what the Harkunins, 
you know, bass would look like, mm. and have a, t- a tongue comes out like this. Um, that was very, watch- very Transylvania. Yeah, because Jodorowsky is a Dracula. Blah blah. <laughs> Um, but he also also interesting because Jodorowsky really saw making Dune, uh, which obviously he did not eventually do. Oh, also also uh, Mobius designed the costumes. The like, new go, the new go, film you're talking about? No, but if you Google M O E B I U S, what's he famous for? He's done Silver. Well, Silver Surfer was one of his more mainstream things, but Mobius has done like these incredible like French comic books. I think his real name is like G- Girard or something. But go Google M O E B I U S. Um, and comic maybe um, he's incredible. I, I recently got a, a, a hardcover collection. His stuff is incredible. He designed the costumes. <gasps> oh, for what would become this Dune. stuff! Yeah. I have seen this kind of artwork, or that maybe this artwork in particular. He does I, like a, it's really stippled sort of look. He does almost like it looks like he's using like what are those called? Like those kuinors, like those you know those drawing pens with a little very sharp you know point. Um, Jean Giraud. This has a very heavy metal feel to it. The magazine, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. So the one I watched last night that I, I I can't find. I mean, obviously I found a copy of it because you know, yeah, we I know where they park. I know where they park the trucks at night. <laughs> um, but uh, the one that I watched last night that I'm going to recommend to you is a movie that is called. I'm clicking. I think it's called uh, um, Memory. I already put it in notes. So let me go find it. I have too many tabs, Dan. Mm. Um, it's called um, Memory. I think it's called Memory, The Origins of Alien. And I thought it was really good. I mean, in some ways, like if I had a criticism of this movie, it's that I think given time and budget resources, I mean, this could have been up there with like James Cameron's, you know, miniseries on science fiction. Like, but there's elements of this, which is also very good. Because he's, you know, he can get interviews. Cameron gets interviews with some really good people. Memory, The Origins of Alien. Take an in-depth uh, voyage into the sci-fi masterpiece. But it goes way beyond the sci-fi stuff. Yes, it has some behind-the-scenes stuff. But it, again, it talks about the mythology. It talks about the connections with Joseph Conrad. That's the connections with Nostromo and Narcissus. You know, the fact that Coppola was making um, uh, Heart of Darkness at the same time with the, you know, sort of Joseph Conrad themes. Uh, that was a long walk to say, I love Alien. I think it's one of the truly great movies. But I think the reason this has been criticized by some dinglings as being woke is like straight on addressing things that a lot of people barely see as subtext. Like the class stuff in this, mm. right? The fact that like Yefet Kodo and Harry Dean Stanton both represent this sort of working class character that you could imagine in a movie from the early 70s and you could imagine in a movie from the late 80s but it's it's kind of like they're like people out of time. They're the ones who want to like. They're the ones who say, "Let's freeze the dude." They're the ones who say, "Like, okay." They're very practical in some ways. They want their bonus. Got to talk about the bonus situation, right? Mm. Um, all of that. Um, but then also talking about just the the competency of you know like Ripley and the Veronica Cartwright character dealing with Dallas. Some some of the ways that it's shot. But then going straight at it in terms of like, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that reflected what men were very freaked out about in the seventies. And I thought I'd never thought of it that way. You know, that there is a lot of, I'm avoiding the R word here, but there's something that approximates male, you know, sexual assault and penetration. Mm. Um, including, you know, obviously the, 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 uh, the chest buster, but then also stuff like, you know, how freaking evil Ash is. 
um, you know, the, no spoilers, but, you know, Ash, right? Yes. And, like, what does he do? Right before he melts down, he's trying to stick a magazine into, he's basically penetrating Sigourney Weaver with a magazine. And this woman in the movie mentions, like, think about this, though. He was programmed. He's, well, damn it. It's alien. You guys have seen it. We've seen it. Everyone here alien. has seen alien. He's an android, and he's been programmed in a way that the way that right before he melts down and turns into jizz, he wants to like penetrate Ripley with a magazine, mm-hmm. and you know, and then he loses his head a little bit and gurgles. I love Alien. I think it's really good, and it's all I could do last night. That's why I watched Hoarders, Dan, because I realized I can't do it again. I can't just watch an entire Alien movie starting at like eleven thirty. It's bad. Well, it's too. It, yeah. Don't I don't know if I will find all of those for notes because this is a big episode. But uh, if you enjoy Alien, go find yourself a copy of um, Memory, The Origins of Alien. It's from 2019. It's fairly recent, it looks like. So, and and Unoroski's doing This is findable. That's out, that's out and about. And, no, wait. The, well, the I, got it off, I got it off a truck. Let me yeah. see where Yodorowsky... Because Yodorowsky's Dune is always worth a rewatch. It's got that problematic Australian guy in it. He's in a lot of documentaries, but I, I can't change that. Yodorowsky's Dune. And he's super problematic. Um, Yodorowsky's Dune. Let me just look it up on Just Watch. Basically, we have, we have lots of sponsors that, this week, so any, yeah, we should probably do another Any sponsor. movie that came out more than 10 years ago is problematic, basically. Unless it was an art film. Any movie that came out in the 80s is crazy problematic. Yeah. I mean, you know, did the, the, the ghosts really have to give Dan Aykroyd a beach? Uh, and Ghostbusters? I don't, I, think, I don't think, so. think that adds anything to the movie. I think so. You know, that's just less screen time for Harold Ramis, and that's a goddamn shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yodorowsky's Dune is available to rent or buy in lots of places. Oh, God, look at the poster for that. It's so beautiful. Um, Dan, I'm going to give you a break from the Bang Bang Machine um, <laughs> if you would be kind enough to tell me about something you like. Oh, you know, Merlin, I actually would yeah. like to tell you about Mailgun. 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 Mailgun is... What's up, what's up with Mailgun? What, what even me, are they doing? Let me tell you. It's how modern companies right. work with email. So this is a platform that uh, it has an API that lets developers, development teams, businesses, companies, individuals, whatever, reach customers... In a variety of different ways. Now, on the one hand, you can reach them at scale, meaning whether it's newsletters or mass mailings to your customers, people that have signed up for your updates, info. But it also can integrate really, really nicely with your application. So if you want to, someone signs up, you want to send them a welcome email, they change their password, you want a confirmation. All of this stuff can happen through Mailgun. You can run your entire enterprise with Mailgun sending uh, delivering emails in this way. and they're actually doing this for like hundreds of thousands of companies all around the world to do this because you know what communication is you say Merlin is very complex. These are complex problems. So they have a it's, powerful, it's, one of our, it's the whole basis for Monty Python's humor is that it's very <laughs> difficult to communicate with other people. True. That is true. You're you're not wrong. Thank you. And they have a very powerful email API. They've got intuitive email marketing solutions. They help you control the entire email lifecycle from pre-deployment through the delivery of over, check this out, 240 billion emails a year for companies like DHL, Wikipedia, Toast, Oof. Lyft, Microsoft, the list, Merlin, it goes on. And they even have this cool thing, it's called send time optimization, so it's going to find the ideal time to send for each and every individual that's on your list, 
so that they're going to be more likely to engage. These are marketing terms that matter to people. And it's never been easier to build connected experiences. You can start sending with Mailgun today. They just gave us a simple URL to use, Merlin. It's mailgun.com. That's it. Mailgun. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's com. pretty good. They don't even want, you know, there's no back to work at the end of it. No, it's your show. Nothing. Nothing. You know what that is? That's confidence. Confidence. You can see the guy at Mailgun sitting back, feet up, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and like Moises is in the phone, like, well, we need to give him a vanity URL. And he's like, vanity URL. We're Mailgun. He says he has his feet up. He says, oh, well, we're, we're Mailgun and we're not exactly sweating it. Right. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> so thanks very much to Mailgun for making this episode of Back to Work with Merlin Man possible. Ah, Mailgun, Bok Bok. Thank you very much, Mailgun. Oh boy, it just keeps going on, doesn't it? Mm. I'm so sorry about this, Dan. I wish it w- doesn't w- bother me. It's simple. not a thing. It's adds, yeah, it adds. It adds character. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go so far as say next week. I'm going to think I'm going to miss it. Oh, I will contact Ma Bell and ask him to drag out the Bang Bang machine for me. I want you to go out there when they take a break. I want you to go uh-huh. out there and say, "Okay, why you guys stop cutting? Why you stop cutting? Like, what oh, do you that's mean? That's a good idea. I and should just do that. give them a hard time well, about it." Yeah, I'd say, call me Sergeant. I work for a living. That's right. Huh. How oh, am no, I supposed to get anything done if you're not test. out there cutting? Yeah, if you're not there making the bang bangs. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, okay, okay. What else do I have here? I got a couple potentially big ones, uh, big-ish ones. I want to talk about... I want to finally try and wrap up my little bit on task paper because... Uh, specifically because my friend Alex said it's interesting. Um, and I also thought I might talk to you about my... Um, Probably ill-advised ardor for uh, Visual Studio Code and GitHub, but it's become a new way of life for me, and I'm really enjoying it and finding it very interesting. Uh, what other kinds of things do you want to talk about? Um, you does know, any that, does any of that appeal to you? All of that appeals to me. I think we got f- time for it. I made some really weird purchases while I was sick and had a fever. Oh, right. And okay. I need to make some important purchases, and I wanted to throw it out to you and or to our audience. Okay. To help out with this. Okay. And these well, are the, much the, more accessible purchases than like weird like Philip Hugh lighting thing. Wow, you kind of cut cut me to the quick there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about my. Oh, are your things still stuck up to the thing? Still stuck on the wall. The thirty pound tape. It's real. It works. Mm. I'm I'm all in on thirty pound tape now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I forget the brand. I want to say 3M, but I'm not sure. It's not Gorilla. I think it might be 3M. But yeah, you can get 15 pound tape. You can get 30 pound tape. And basically, what that means is how much weight could this many inches of this hold up? Which is also what she said, <laughs> uh, as it turns out. But um, but this stuff is dynamite. And if you get it on good the first time, you know, obviously if your wall's wet or something, it's not going to work as well. Um, but yeah, no, my, my nano leafs are still up and I'm pretty much all in on nano leaf bulbs now, which is not what we're talking about. Mm-mm, Bulbasaur. How about Bulbasaur? Mm-hmm. Bulba, Bulba. My son um, was giving me a hard time. I, I always, uh, I always hmm. talk about a war turtle and he's like, war turtle's not even a big deal. I'm like, what do you mean? He's not a big deal. He's like, he's only the middle stage. He's not even the final stage. No one cares Wait, is, about Is that war before turtle. he becomes Bulbasaur? No, he's what? Squirtle, war- and then War Turtle, oh, Squirtle is war- war- and Turtle. then Blastoise. 
Okay. But I don't care about huh. Blastoise as much as Wartortle. In War the movie, Tortle. I really like Cubone. He wears his mommy's skull, and then he, he hits a man with a stick. <laughs> it's, a, it's an adorable movie. That's, that's in the Ryan Reynolds movie, the Detective Pikachu. Oh, oh, oh. Put a, put a book toast piece in this oh, thing. Okay. I just started watching Loki. Oh, yeah. It is a gift. Isn't that a gorgeous it is a show? Gift. Isn't that a gorgeous TV show? The intro to that is like... I'm up to the to the grocery store. I'm episode, only on episode two. I'm only on episode two. Okay. I don't know what it's a, it's is that a, the grocery store episode? Um, no, I think I'm probably three or four in, but I thought that was a very, very good first episode. I'm it. And I, I gotta come back to it. We're on Dairy Girls now. Um Bang Bang Machine. Uh, okay, how about Why this? Why do they always about- do weird spellings? It's not downtown Abbey, it's Downton, and it's not dairy, it's dairy. I know. Why don't why do they always have the different spellings? Why can't they just admit that they don't need a U and everything and that Aziz oh, should I know. be where the S's I go? I know. I I know, I know it's it's if it's it an, sounds like em- dairy, just call them dairy. You know what I'm saying? Don't do dairy. It's it's fine. You want to be different, fine. Well dairy is short for London dairy. I don't care. And and there's a song called London Dairy Air, and that always makes me laugh because it sounds like butts. I had a dream that I was in London when I was sick. Mm-hmm. That I was in London. I dreamed about Paris last night. But okay, this is what I was going to say. But when I looked out the balcony, the, I could see the Eiffel Tower, and it was clearly Paris. But we were in London, and the hotel that I was in was Did the hotel that Gold that um, Pierce Brosnan's James Bond stayed in. I think in Goldeneye. Do you remember that hotel where okay. he's sitting there drinking no, the vodka? He pours a no. big thing of vodka, and he sits there with the gun all night, waiting for something. That I just hotel. Know it's cheating. It's cheating to play uh, odd job. That's all I know. Because he's hard to hit. That's what people say. <laughs> you dreamed about, and so, so I have a stress dream about Paris airports, and I had it last night. And you had where? Where were you again? Tell me where you were. It was the hotel that Pierce Brosnan's James Bond stayed in, located okay. in the dream in London, with a view of Paris and the Eiffel Tower out the balcony. Maybe we incepted each I think other. We did. I want to do it again. Okay. Oh, you know what else is great? I can't believe I'm saying this. Mm, go ahead, Colin. As long as we're making recos. Can I make a reco yes. while in passing? Yes. Um, is this all too boring, all this stuff? Yes. Let's save the... Okay. Let's save the the uh, Visual Studio Code slash GitHub topic. Um, quick update. Mm. I'm loving it. But up, 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 up. The desktop GitHub app is doing me right. And the way that it works so well with Visual Studio Code, Code Pro, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I'm trying to learn. I'm learning enough to be dangerous. Um, but we can come back to that. I'm going to make a reco and then do my task paper and then we'll do your purchases. Is that good? Yeah, that sounds great. I'm not used to talking this long. Well, I, of course I am. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm, well, I'm not used to... See, I don't have an outline. I've no. got some bullets. Yeah. Um, uh, so I kept hearing from people via the internet... And a couple of people, like on political Twitter, kept mentioning how good the John Cena show is, which is called Peacekeeper, I think. John Cena, keeper, peacekeeper. Uh, is it peacekeeper, peacemaker, peacekeeper? HBO. Is it what am I? I can't believe I don't know the name of this character. Peacemaker. Okay, have you heard about this? No, it's not ringing a bell yet. Okay, Peacemaker. It's a show, and it's a DC Universe show 
on HBO, or in my case, HBO Max. Oh, by the way, it wasn't until this week that I figured out that HBO Max, when I, I have a new running list of things that took me too long to realize. This week's edition, HBO Max, is a little pun on HBO and Cinemax. Oh, I get it. I get it. Because I thought it was just the max of HBO, like mm. max boot, like the maximum amount of political boot. Das boot. But das, das boot, that's, that's in, that's in Deutsch, Deutschland. Um, so, that's a, boy, that's a, that's a hell of a movie, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So I went to watch Peacemaker, because I kept hearing about it. And in particular, people kept saying, oh my God, the credit sequence for Peacemaker, it's just so good. And it's John Cena, who can be a lot of fun. He was fun in the Cockblockers movie. I, I think he's an interesting guy, as wrestling actors go. And I flipped it on, and the second it comes up on HBO after I get an ad for Euphoria, it says previously on Peacemaker, or no, it says previously on The Suicide Squad. And I, I've seen the Harley Quinn movie, I've seen The Dark Knight, <laughs> and I've avoided every DC thing. I, I, try, I tried to watch the Zack Snyder Justice League, but oh my goodness. Well, it's a long film. It is. Mostly because it's it, all in slow motion. It's so much slow motion, and what and what uh, what who who made the the crack? Anyway, the point being, I I, I thought oh, but this looks interesting. Yeah, and then I said because uh, I'd heard Suicide Squad, no the you know that's the one with Jared Leto as the Joker, and people say it's not very good. I love Margot Robbie too much. I love her in everything. I loved her in Tanya Harding. I loved her in the Harley Quinn movie with where like. It's all about trying to get her egg sandwich. It's such a funny movie. But I have zero interest in the DC stuff. I mean, I liked Wonder Woman, you know, okay. But, like, I don't like any of that stuff. But then I thought, well, I want to watch this program. I guess I'll bite the bullet. I'm already paying for HBO and Cinemax Max. And so I brought up a movie called The Suicide Squad. Dan, Mm. I really, really enjoyed that movie, I watched it one night, and then the next two nights, my kid and I watched it again, three nights in a row. That's saying I something enjoyed right it. there. It's so, and it's by James Gunn, so the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, this is going to be a weird soft recommendation because I don't like recommending nerd stuff because who cares? But if you, and you don't have to be like me, it's really okay. It's really okay if you're not like me. But if you enjoyed that feeling Guardians of the Galaxy starts, you get past the sad part, and then they play the song while he's walking around and, like, you know, kicking the lizard and stuff. Yeah. If you remember that giddy feeling of what in the hell is this fun movie? Yes. What about what about Deadpool? Well, Deadpool is sacred in our house. We're, we're a big Ryan Reynolds family, and I love Deadpool. I think it's very funny. I love the comic. Still trying to get my kid to read Uncanny X-Force. Hey, everybody, read Uncanny X-Force by, I want to say, Rick Remender and Jerome, Jerome Pena. It's one of the most beautiful comics I've ever read. Just so y'all, if y'all don't know, there's X-Men, who are the good guys. That's like Scott's team. And X-Force, shh, that's the ones who do the stuff that we don't tell Scott and Storm about. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair way to put it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so in this case, you've got, oh my God, what a team. You've got, oh, was it Psylocke? Who has the too sexy outfit? Is it Psylocke? It's, it's Psylocke, it's... Um, Wolverine, it's Deadpool. Uh, anyway, check out Uncanny X-Force. I think that's what it's called. Um, I love Deadpool. So if you liked the giddy feeling of Guardians of the Galaxy, if you like the, oh my God, come on, I can't believe they're going there, of Deadpool, and if you like, what's, what's the other one I was thinking of? 
It's just a really fun movie, and it's weirdly sweet. The cast, I don't want to tell you another thing about it. If you haven't seen it and have had no interest, welcome. It's a perfect time for you to go watch. I even recommended it to John Syracuse, and I don't recommend that much to no, him. No, no. He doesn't, he doesn't like to laugh. No. He doesn't remember laughter. But um, one, one, one thing, there is a humanoid shark played by Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> it's very, and he thinks, he doesn't realize how dumb he is. Me, smart, read, book. Um, it's really, there's, there, there's, there's a rat with a backpack. Um, check out The Suicide Squad. On HBO Max. Um, you know what? I'm going to say to you, and in particular you and and, and, and Chaboy, you should check out the. Have you seen any of these these movies? Are you you're not much of a DC guy either, right? Um, you stopped after Green Lantern. You were so disappointed by Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, I'm not so and much of a I, DC person. What's ironic person. about that is Ryan Reynolds should play almost every superhero. Yeah, he should faux shizzle uh-huh. play Hawkeye. Yeah. Like, it's a goddamn shame. Haley Steinfeld is so good. And you know what? I've gone back to Hawkeye. Oh, in the TV, the TV show, show you're talking about. And it's, I gave it another chance. And if you take it for what it is and act like Matt Fraction's, one of the greatest comics of all time doesn't exist, it's pretty enjoyable. Jeremy Renner looks 80. Mm. Um, I, think, I think that Ryan Reynolds, with maybe a little bit of a bleachy dye job, would be the best Clint ever. But alas, he's only Deadpool. Um, and Green Lantern. Also, the, uh, I made my kid watch a little bit of the documentary about Roger Corman's Fantastic Four debacle. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and it was the first time my kid realized that Chris Evans was, was in two Fantastic Four movies. He's Johnny Storm in two movies. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's weird. If you can find it out there, uh, it's, it's out there. And it, um, but basically, long story short, um, uh, who had the rights? A lot of this is inside baseball stuff, but they're about to run out of the rights to make a Fantastic Four movie, and they needed to make something within a few months for $1 million. And so Roger Corman got involved, and I don't think it was ever officially released, but it's called Doomed, uh, the story, something like the, the story of Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four, and it's a hell of a watch. You cannot do a lot of extremely good effects for a million dollars, including budgets for salaries and everything. So DC movies are not my jam. I, I gotta say, I used to think Dark Knight was the best superhero movie. I now think Spider Man Two is the best superhero movie. So I'm not against DC, but I think it's for a certain kind of person whom I don't want to be. Sure. One time we were watching a Thor movie, or maybe Avengers, and my wife said something that still makes me laugh. Um, she said something like. Thor is exactly the kind of guy I spent two years avoiding at parties at Santa Cruz. <laughs> always makes me laugh. Um, so check out, will you do that? Will you do that for me? Will you check out The Suicide Squad? Oh, and then also the, the movie, the, the TV show with John Cena is also, uh, I think, uh, very, very amusing. And it's spelled right. It's not like Dairy Girls, non-Dairy Girls. Oh, why don't you spell it in the right way? Well, they're lactose intolerant. You know, it's Northern Ireland. Some of the best people are lactose intolerant. Belfast, Belfurious. As my daughter used to say, oh, that's not funny. That's not even a joke. No. No. <laughs> Did you want to tell me about something you like? I would love to tell you about Masterclass. Masterclass.com, Merlin. Masterclass. Masterclass. Are you look to your left and look to your right. Are you, Two of you are in a masterclass. I've watched so many of these things. Um, 
I don't even know where to start with this because they're all David so, Lynch. Start with David Lynch. David Lynch. I mean, you've all heard of David Lynch, the film the director. Perhaps you've heard of him. <laughs> he made that Netflix movie with the talking monkey. <laughs> the talking monkey. I mean, his left arm weighs seventy five pounds. <laughs> if you go to masterclass.com, they not master cleanse. This is different. Okay. These I hate. I don't know what to call these because they're not tutorials. That's that would not do them justice. They are. Uh -huh. They are. Te they are. Te they teach you things. And what they've done is they've broken this down into these bigger categories. And within each category, they go to people who are famous for doing the thing that they're doing. So we've got your your friend Gordon Ramsay. He's. What do you think he's it's talking about? It's Rotten Muhammad. He's talking about food. He's talking yeah. about being a chef. He's talking about. Everything that goes into being a chef, but his own style. But they've got lots and lots of other chefs in there, too. They've got Aaron Franklin, famously Austin's uh, Franklin's Barbecue. production values, Dan. The production values. Mind These all blowing. look, they look so good. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look, well, I mean, it's not like I'm damning with faint praise. But, like, a lot of times, these sorts of things, well, on the one hand, you got YouTube. I love you. Nothing against YouTube. But a lot of times, you see somebody trying to do a slightly upscale version of this, and it ends up looking like, I don't know, like, like a breakout room at a TED Talk. And these have actual production values. These look like beautiful little documentaries because they kind of are. And they're all a little bit different. So if you go into the business, mm -hmm. the business category is one that I've really, really been enjoying recently. Uh, you you might have heard of a, a man by the name of Bob Woodward. You know, Bob maybe uh, he's teaching investigative journalism on there. Um, everyone knows Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, he's in there talking about scientific thinking and communication as it applies to business. You've got Mark Jacobs teaching fashion design. You got Bobby Brown, not the singer, talking about makeup and, and beauty. Yep. You've got all these different categories with people who are at the very, very top of their games and the top of these different industries. You got Steph Curry talking about uh, shooting and, and, and ball handling and scoring, but he's, not he, just, he's, he's a ball handler. He's half the splash brothers, but not just that. I mean, it goes, Clay Thompson's so back, much. baby. This is just so good. I can't recommend these enough. And the way that it works is they have these different sections. They have like a just added section that shows you the latest, greatest stuff that's coming in. They even got your boy, Bill Nye in there talking about problem solving. He's not going to go in there and talk to you about like how the moon mm -mm. orbits the that he's talking about bigger pictures, bigger picture stuff. So that even if you're there and you're like, I don't think I'm probably going to be making EDM music from based on what dead mouse teaches me, but understanding his creative process and how he got into it and what he thinks about can be applied to like any industry. And it's very, very cool. Dude, they've got Metallica, teaching about being a band i thought that was pretty cool that's the next one i'm going to be watching so <laughs> really after some kind of monster I, I, i'd love to hear I how know. that worked out i'm very curious myself so your lifestyle becomes your death style is my concern dude there there you go so go there go to masterclass.com slash back to work you can give an annual membership and you get one free it's a very very cool uh, thing they have going on but again it's masterclass.com slash back to work. They want me to say the words terms apply. So I've said them mm -hmm. now. So now we're free and clear. The thing is, Dan, terms is. always apply everywhere, but I have a special ardor, affection, and respect for the people who point out that terms apply because they're not trying to hide nothing. There's a couple terms. little details I want to mention personally. Okay. Okay. And this is the way that this works. When, when you hear me talking about this, like, great, well, I'm supposed to sit here for three hours and watch it. Nope. The lessons mm -hmm. are about 10 to 15 minutes 
They easily fit into your everyday life. Yeah, they're broken into pieces and parts. That's right. It makes a lot of sense. And you can watch them in any order that you'd like. You can watch them on your phone, tablet, your Apple TV, your computer. You can even just listen. They have something really cool now called audio mode. So yeah, you're not going to see the beautiful stuff, but you're going to still be able to listen to it and pick up where you left off later. It's so cool. Over 100 exclusive classes are on there. And the way that it works, the way I recommend doing it is you get an annual membership. It starts at 180 bucks a year and it's so worth it. So worth it. I love this stuff. So go to masterclass.com slash, what did I say? Was it, uh, it's back to work. Masterclass.com slash back to work. Go check it out. And uh, thanks very much to Masterclass for making this show possible. Merlin Xavier Man. Thanks, Masterclass. Buck, buck. Um, are you familiar with the work of Gordon Ramsay? I mean, I've never eaten his food directly, but sure. I mean, have you ever seen his program? Yeah. Yeah. I love the program. So have you ever seen like Kitchen Nightmares? I love Kitchen Nightmares. Have I ever made you watch a very short bit from Mitchell and Webb where they do a parody of Gordon Ramsay? No. Is that what you just sent me here? Yes. I, you don't think you probably don't have the computer hooked up, do you? No, I don't have it this, this time. Okay. Sorry. We'll watch it when we're done. You and me, but everybody else out there, go watch. Um, you look for something in notes called Mitchell and Webb's kitchen nightmares. Um, God, these guys are funny. Oh my gosh, Dan, I think the bang bang has subsided for a minute. I'm so sorry. I know how you enjoyed it. Oh, you're right. It's gone. It's one of those things by now. I just associated it with you and, and with the show. Bring back the bang bang machine. So, <laughs> So you'll probably put that at the top of the show. Hey Dan, what are you what are you, what are you even buying these days? What's going on? What's going on in your neck of the woods? What, right, what, what's, what, what's retail look like for for recently uh, rehabilitated Dan Benjamin? What are you buying? You know, I was um, there was a lot of stuff I bought when I was uh, when I had a fever. <laughs> so one thing that I bought, which I found fifty five gallon drum of lube. I really what? wanted. I really wanted soup, you know? I don't like soup normally. I'm not a soup person. But when I was sick, I couldn't eat anything because everything that thought of eating everything was disgusting to me. And I thought maybe I could get some soup in. So one of the things I ordered from, um, you know, I had Whole Foods do a delivery and they only had one container of the soup, which I ate, and then I immediately wanted more. So apparently I spent $30 on Progresso gluten-free homestyle chicken on a case of eight 14 ounce cans of this soup. And I'm here to say it's not that bad. Oh, I like Progresso. It's interesting though, because it's a little bit like when people talk about, oh, you know, something arrived in the mail today. I don't remember. I was drunk. I don't remember ever ordering this. You had something similar because you're, you're not a soup guy. Right. And then soup appeared. I just realized I didn't talk about this. A friend drove me out a COVID test on the Tuesday where I had the fever, a day after I, I had a negative test from the official oh, right. pharmacy, they were generous enough to drive me out one of the on-go at-home COVID-19 rapid antigen self-test, two tests per pack, test results in 10 minutes, FDA oh, authorized 20-pack in stock. Mm -hmm. Now, exclamation 20 point. 20-pack. Mm, that's a good one. And uh, they brought me Thank one you, of friend. those Buck, Buck. out, and I tested it, and it was instantaneously positive. Uh, so I just wanted to reiterate that because we're going to get a lot of people in the audience. Well, did you know if you really had it or yes, I really had it. And then my kids, they have tests for the kids at their school. Both of them tested positive. So I just wanted oh, to circle kids. back to that. 
I bought some Wyman, Wyman stainless steel cleaner, fingerprint resistant, removes residue, watermarks, and grease from appliances. Works great on refrigerators, dishwashers, ovens, and grills. Packaging may vary. And it included huh. a gray, um, one of those uh, microfiber cloths. And there's two different things. It has a spray bottle, but it also came with like one of those cylinders where it has a little individual wipes that you can pull out of it. So every oh, like like a Clorox, yeah, like a, not exactly. a bottle, but like a plastic thingy, yeah. exactly. And so in every single stainless steel thing in my house, it's like freaking new now. It looks amazing. I bought some. That's fantastic. Put that in notes. I want to see that. Uh, put that. It's I'm like, always looking for a good stainless steel cleaner because I feel like I don't know. I, I that's something where I would like. I'm not a big wipes person, hmm. uh, just not for any particular reason. But like, uh, but you, when I was uh, when I worked in kitchens, you used something called Sheila Shine, <laughs> and you you spray the Sheila. <laughs> you spray the shield of shine, but like if I could, if I could get the same performance characteristics out of a wipe, I think I'd, I'd be a happy pappy. I got the Thirsty Stone brand Desert Sand Coaster, multicolor, all natural sandstone, durable stone with varying patterns. Every coaster is an original four inch round. Coasters for protecting your tabletops? Yes. Uh, oh. I spent twenty two dollars on these. I have no memory of this. That's funny, bullseye. I, have, I can't believe that. I have three thermometers in the house. Um, of different styles. One is like an instant read one that you put it, dude, it's like you barely get it in, in there and it re- gives you reading, which- Almost almost too fast. Yeah, I don't trust it. Then yeah. I have one that is like a really high quality one that takes a good minute to actually register. Uh, and that one's very accurate. But who wants okay. to use that? Because it takes so long. And then I have like a middle one but it has, it was for when the kids needed it to like, you know, and it has like a flexible end to it. And who wants to yeah, put yeah, a I flexible? So the the one that apparently I ordered, I have, again, no memory of this. <laughs> apparently. Thermometer, no anecdote that begins with the word apparently, apparently ends well. Thermometer for adults, oral thermometer for fever, medical thermometer with fever alert, memory recall, CF switchable, rectum armpit, reading thermometer for baby kids and adults. Mm, you're going to want to really mark those so you know which for one you've been using 37,600 five-star reviews on this one. Uh, That's a lot of five star. You know what else is good? Try the, try the I think it's uh, the brand is Kinza, K-I-N-S-A. Yeah. And that's a, that's a smart one. If you want a smart one, so that one will, will, I don't know if you're into this stuff like I am, but it hooks up with Apple Health. <laughs> so, oh, well, I, I self-quantize. Yeah, no, I do my blood ox, I do my blood, blood oximeter every night, just so I've got a baseline on that. I ordered and one And if those, I'm ever so. not feeling well, I'll do my Kinza. And I also have a smart toothbrush. In addition, Merlin, I ordered the Thirsty Stone Ambiance Coaster Holder. A little bit judged. A little bit judged. Wood material. Coaster Holder. Wow, you were really firing on all cylinders. Square shape and fits four circular coasters, home accessories. But unfortunately, this is no longer available on Amazon. I must have got the last one. I hate when it's currently unavailable. That bums me out. They stopped making my soap, and it's just killing me right now. I'm going to send you the image that goes along with this one, because I feel like I need for you to describe, and, and you may ask, me the only question that should be asked after you see this image which is yes they have stopped screaming okay okay (laughs) am i what am i doing i ask questions or am i uh am i describing you may ask the question (laughs) clarice oh uh is it a sex thing (laughs) no it's the lambs have stopped it's an ice face eye mask for woman man Heated, warm, uh-huh. cooling, reusable gel beads, ice mask with soft Woman plush man. backing, hot, cold uh-huh. therapy for facial pain, sleeping, swelling, migraines, headaches, stress relief, blue. The And 
You don't remember ordering this, right? None of these things. I don't remember ordering so, so any of So it was a real, these. quite an event for you. Those little boxes with a smile on it arrive, <laughs> and you start cracking them open, right. and you're like, huh, this is an adventure. This is a different Who me. Who ordered this stuff? Huh. And then the okay? last thing that I got is because I, I felt that I needed a... I do remember researching this on my phone, okay. but I don't remember ever ordering it. It's the Zaccurate 500E Premium Fingertip Pulse Oximeter Oximetry Blood Oxygen oh. Saturation Monitor with Silicon Cover Batteries and Lanrin Mystic Purple. <sighs> I'll be damned. You $30. went on a little bit of a kick. Well, did, now, I can see some of this is like maybe you had facial discomfort. This woman is... Uh, Oh, what would you say? She's sanguine? She's fulfilled? <laughs> yes. She's I think this is our art. cover She's art. She's show art yeah. is what she is. Yeah. 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 Um, can you, do you remember what, I mean, it's none of my business, but as long as we're podcasting, <laughs> sure. um, what it was that made you realize you needed coasters and something to put them in? I really can't follow my train of thought. I mean, the, 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 the freezable ice mask that makes sense because, you know, I was having sinus pain and I remember that. Obviously, sure. thermometers, I must have not liked the experience of the but thermometer. But it's kind of like you're piecing together like uh, you were on a bender. Like you're yeah. a little bit piecing together the past <laughs> based on the available evidence. Somehow right. that feeling of like seeking and yet somehow dreading yes. what actually happened. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Filling it all in. Yes. Um, that's This is nice. This looks really nice. There's a lot of strange things you can put on your face. It was college for me. Um, what did I get that's weird lately? Yeah, what have you got? I've been going through a thing where I try to, I'm trying to, uh, Syracuse and I have been talking about this because we're both seeking the same, roughly the same family of improvements in life, which is like, in my case, I've, at my private office, I've got, you know, classic overhead fluorescent lights, mm -hmm. you know, the two kind of tube lights. Sure. Um, and I've been wanting, I mean, what I, what I want is virtually impossible to find, which is everything. I want LED. Mm -hmm. I would like to have a warm temperature, not 5,000 K, not 4,000 K. I'd like to have like a, a very low K. And you know what I'd love? I'd love a smart one of those mm -hmm. where I can just control it with an app. I want it to be dimmable. I, as I said, I want it to be LED. I want it to be all of those things. And I got some that are Okay. This is content from a different podcast where I talk about light bulbs. But, um, um, wow, are there multiple? Did I ever see myself being a person? I was studying Descartes, and then I had podcasts where I talked about light bulbs. Huh. Um, you know, you don't get to pick what makes you horny and, and what you do in life. It just kind of comes along, so to speak. But, but I've been trying to uh, figure out, because I'm pretty tricked out now, as I say, with the Nano Leafs, and I, I, I like my smart lighting situation. What, what I have been unsatisfied with is my overhead lighting situation, where I got Sylvania T8s at about 5,000K. And they're, they're too blue. Well, Dan, who am I telling? Who am I telling this to? Yeah, I know. I was going to say, right? like, hello. Am I right? Yeah. So you know what I did? I uh, took a flyer. And uh, arriving today by 8 p.m., I've got two different – so, like, okay. So, you know, you've got fluorescent tube lights, usually two in a channel with ballasts. I wish I didn't know all of this. It's a two-foot-by-four-foot thing, and then there's a cover. You unlatch the cover to take it out. Don't break the cover because you can unlatch it. But you know what I'm talking about, like, in a school? Yeah. I got some little covers. Covers? I don't know what you call it, almost like a scrim. They're, they're meant for schools, like where you want to like tone down the crazy overhead lighting. I got one that's stars and another that's the Milky Way, and you put it inside <clears throat> your cover. You can see it in notes here. 
I think I put one in notes. Okay. So look, look for the Milky Way one. Okay. But I got those coming. That was a pretty weird one, but I, I do remember, I don't remember exactly the moment I purchased it, but it's not confusing to me that it's coming. Unlike your coasters and the holder. Sure. And the Credence. And the Credence. You got them working yeah, in shifts. Got them working in shifts. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Leads. <laughs> you know, my cycle. Oh my God, I love that movie so much. You have to use the darn many cuss words. <laughs> um, still good. Still good. Still great. Uh, wow, that's interesting. Now, here's a question. Without cheating and looking, do you, what's your level of confidence that everything you don't remember ordering has arrived? Oh, well, I actually did cheat and I went and looked back at the order history okay. and so everything but except the coaster holder has showed up oh good well that's still coming so for now you're just like you're keeping them in like uh like like a bespoke home box rather than than the the on the on task box that, that's yeah they're just sort of stacked you know hmm. anything could happen i'll be hornswoggled now i do have a question though for you <sighs> yes, and for the listeners um, please and the question that i have so I'm, I was telling you before, I, ma I made some big moves. And one of them is I was running into an issue where if I, as you know, I run a, a Plex server. And sometimes mm -hmm. I enjoy watching movies on Plex. And sometimes I will want to share <laughs> the Plex server with others. For example, Matt Howie, the tall one. And yeah. he might want to watch a movie that I have. He's got a good plex. My plex. Uh -huh. And I noticed that what I used to do is I used to have a home Linux server many years ago. And I long since decommissioned it and did other things with that system. And I moved to running plex itself on the Synology, as many people do. Yeah. But really the CPU in the Synology, it's it's not really meant for like encoding video. It's much more suited to like sharing files and things like that. So it was really taxed just having even just really one, a lot of the time, if I had a high resolution uh, movie, it would struggle mm -hmm. even just streaming it to one, let alone two. Oh, dude, I, I, I struggle with even, I've got, I've got, I've got 900 down at home and my office. Mm -hmm. I have 900 down and 17 up. Yeah. Laugh along Syracuse. I don't 17 up is embarrassing. I can't, there's times where I can't stream 720. Like it's, and, and you can do all the poker jiggery of like re-encoding on your end, but you hate to. You gotta, if you're gonna do it with Synology, you're still limited by whatever your bandwidth is, right? Or you're, sorry, you're constrained by whatever your bandwidth mm -hmm. is. But also, and this is, I have to say, one of the darkest dark arts of Synology is trying to figure out which uh, CPU and stuff you need. Do you need a cache? All those different things. It's... It's very difficult, I think, to figure out personally, unless you just spend all of the money. But even if you spend all the money, you could be going more in the direction of, like, I want to handle 10 million email accounts instead of 1 million email accounts. It's like, oh, that's not really like a thing for me. I just want whatever one is going to encode the crap out of this as fast as possible. Well, and it's not even just a bandwidth thing that is a limiter, but it's also how how powerful is the CPU in the yeah. thing that can actually encode for all of these different formats? That's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. If you've got, let's say, for example, like if you've got a pre-chewed M4V 
or MP4, mm-hmm. you might be fine. Yeah. If you've got, I know an MKV is just a wrapper, but frequently what it wraps is not super Apple friendly. If you've got an AVI, even if it's like a rip from a CD from back in the day, remember back in the day where like you'd always download movies, you're like, hmm, I wonder why this is slightly under 700 megs yes. as well, because they made that format to fit onto a CD. Mm-hmm. Um, but like an AVI, oddly enough, small as it may be, it can put a hurting on your encoding. It really can. And so I, um, I had a system that I had been using for like gaming stuff, but it's really, really relatively powerful. You know, it's like a core I seven type Intel. You're talking machine. about a P- like a PC. Yeah. It, it was that? one that uh-huh. I, I made. It's a really big tower with, you know, tons of bays, SSD drives and things. I'm like, yeah, this would make a really nice Linux server. And there was a bunch of other things I could use it for. So you know, set it up as a Linux server again. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to move Plex and everything else over to this. And now I probably could stream to like 10 people simultaneously in like 4K and it would be no problem. I can't stream to one other person. It's, if some, if I I can, I now can notice if somebody's watching my stuff because usually it's only Alex, but like if somebody's watching it, cause like, boy, it just, I get hurting. And then I get the pop-up that says, Oh, you don't have enough resources. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, something like this is gone. That's, that's a thing in the past now. But then I realized, you know, back in the old, olden times, I used to have all of my systems that weren't laptops on a UPS, uninterruptible power supply, you know, and I currently only have one of those. And it's the one that has my router and I think, the and the Synology plugged into it, but the Synology is like down in the wrong part of the house. I don't even want it down there, but it's in there because that's the only UPS that I have. And I realized I need to get some new UPSs. Okay. Do you, are you a UPS kind of a person? I'm sure we've got mm-hmm. some serious, serious neck beer. I mean, listeners in our I'm not audience. I'm pro, but I only use, I don't know if the one I, I, yes. What I are you using? Cyber power, right? Cyber power. I want to say APC. Yeah. Is that the name? Yeah. I can't find it here. Uh, I want to say APC. So the ones I've got, and I, I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, here we go. This is this one. The, the fancy, I got a fancy one. Uh, see, I got a dog page on Amazon. That's Lola. It's just not even available, I guess. I've got a, I've got a fancy one. Okay. So I've got a not very fancy one underneath my desk. That, uh, and I'm using the USB cable, it hooks to my Mac. I've got that set up to say, like, you know, keep the lights on if the power goes off. Obviously, you know, sand off the edges if there's a, a, a dip or a brownout. I got a pretty fancy one on at home and office. I've got the nice APC, and that is for, like you said, that's for my Synology, but importantly for my family, it's for, um, it's for modem. Like, so, like, Comcast Modem, Eero, uh, I might even have put Philips Hue on there. But it's just so that, like, we get continuity of care for a while. We can keep using the internet if the lights go off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I do one of those at the office, one of those at home. And in both instances, that's to keep the internet up and keep the Synology happy. And then it just goes beep, beep, beep for a long time. Another beep, beep machine in my life. I've got a, like I said, not very, let me see, hang on, stand by. Um, I've got... I think this one is the APC 600 VA, not super fancy. That's the one under my desk. And then I, I had a spare ancient one from another time that basically just looks like a lawnmower battery. Yeah. And I've got that <laughs> on my chest freezer at the office. Um, 
because I've Which always, is not always, always necessary. with my with my IT background. <clears throat> excuse uh-huh. me. You know, everything always had uh, everything always had a UPS on it always. And this is I realized this is I feel naked without these UPSs on everything. I used to have m- many. Mean, I'm not them. big on insurance in life, but. I think it's kind of a sucker's game. Boy, play that in court someday. But the um, but no, I, I really do believe that like for what you get out of these things, it's not like having a generator. And just to be clear, what we're talking about here for people who are not neckbeards and already left, sorry to lose you as a listener, um, it's a UPS slash battery backup. So they're complementary, but they do different things in some ways. The, the UPS means uninterrupted power supply. Right. And how is that is afforded through a battery backup. So what that means is when your electric from, you know, the 110 pig noses goes off, that will continue to run for a period of time. And I, I know you know this, Dan. You're, you know more about this than I'll ever forget um, or something. You'll forget more than I'll ever know. I don't even know how to talk anymore. Um, but no, but the idea is then you can also get this, uh, what's called a USB, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the old school one? Hub. But you attach, you know what I mean? The USB type. Two maybe you oh, hook yeah, it up yeah. to your UPS and every Mac. And yeah, it can it matter, can talk to straight it out and, of the box. Knows, yeah, it'll yeah. talk to it. Yep. And so if you've used a desktop Mac, in my case a Mac Mini, like why would you ever need to go? Hey, look, listen. Can called? you hear that? Can you hear it? No, we got the long guys out. So your guys, oh, you, got, you got your own bang took bang a break, but moved. now we got them here. Huh? Wow, that, they made good time. Uh, and what that does is that talks to your Mac and then in your Mac, you can go in and say, what are the rules of the game? Like, you know, what's important to you. So for example, after this much time, here's how much, here's like, it'll tell you like straight off, like, here's how long we can keep running your Mac as it is right now. Like how long before we dim the screen, how long before we do a graceful, I think it's called graceful shutdown, like all the stuff that keeps your stuff from just like. You know, because the the UPS part, as I understand it, is to avoid spikes or dips that can damage your stuff, and then the ba- that's afforded through a battery. But it's conditioning is probably the wrong word. It's evening out mm-hmm. the UPS part is evening out the power, right. and then the battery is keeping it up in the event that you lose uh, electric. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that was, uh, I'm trying to sound smart and I hope it worked. What, the question here is what, what like, is there, a, is there a, a one that everybody gets now? You know, I, I, um, I'd I like to know too, cause all the ones I bought aren't available. I get a dog page now. Yeah. No, I haven't been on Amazon, you get a dog up page. with it back yeah. in the olden times. APC was always the best and now cyber power seems to have stepped up their game a lot. And I, um, okay. you know, I was looking at, uh, our, our, you know, the book of all knowledge, a uh, wire cutter. Mm-hmm. And um, finding that you know they had some recommendations, but I mean, I just want to go on record and say these things are kind of they got experts out there hunting for the second cheapest one available. Yes, these are expensive, mm-hmm. and they, um, you know, you can expect to pay for something that would, you know, that like you were saying, a Mac, a Linux machine, a Synology. You can connect these with the USB, and they are smart enough to be able to say, oh. Based on cur- the 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 battery right. will report 
back to the computer. Because without those smarts, it's going to die just later. Right. And so it, it, it... And the dying is what we don't want. We want we want graceful things. And through software, hardware, all the things, it's going to say, well, hey, this battery, TikTok, it's going down. Do you want me to go ahead and turn off this display? Do you want me to go ahead and do a, a graceful shutdown? Right. Because it, it's going to know how much time based on the estimate that the current load is telling the battery. Yeah. No alarms and no surprises. Right. You know? So it's like, hey, you got 10 minutes of time left. Shouldn't we shut down? And if you don't do anything, mm-hmm. like after you get to like three minutes or whatever threshold you set, it'll just shut down for you, which is kind of nice. Um, so if you're like not there, it can do that for you. Things like that. Kind of handy. Kind of nice. At the very least, it might have enough power to keep everything running for five minutes so that if you get like one of those Yeah, that's quick the beauty blips, of putting your internet stuff on right. there is that it, it doesn't, I mean, in my experience anyway, it doesn't draw that much power. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like... I don't know. It's not like trying to, you know, um, charge your Tesla or something. Right. Like a, a, a you know, Eero plus. Uh, well, obviously, Eero has built-in Wi-Fi, so like basically, your network and your internet stay up, you know, without drawing excessive amounts of power, which is cool. That's right. So if um, if our I would listeners love to know that as well, if there's recommendations, recommendations. yeah, yes, hit, hit please hit me up. Dan, I'm getting exhausted. We still have to watch the Gordon Ramsay parody. So, did you have one last thing to tell me about? That oh, you, like? you know, I do. I have our, uh, our friends, your friends and mine, over at Squarespace, Merlin. Squarespace. They are my friends. They're good friends. The future is coming. Make it brighter oh, no. with Squarespace. That's in bold on this read. Oh, been bolded. Hmm. What is future. what is Squarespace? Uh, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform uh, for putting your big idea online. They also will help you find a literally unique domain name, mm-hmm. and they give you the tools you need to succeed in your business. They also uh, host stuff like Roderick on the Line, the podcast, and it's also where my personal sites are that aren't GitHub. It's really fun to use. You go in, you play with it. You don't need a credit card. You go in. I think the term is you dick around, go have some fun, make some websites, build some pages. You don't have to do, uh, uh, I'm not going to name names here, but there's no like a PHP include you got to worry about for a menu. Whose idea was that? I know whose idea that was. But it's so easy to use and it just makes your website and it works. And you say, hey, what, this section, I don't want that anymore. Keep it around, but hide it. You can do all kinds of stuff. You make a website. It's easy. Get out of the webmaster business. Get yourself a Squarespace. It's squarespace.com slash it's your show. Thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. <laughs> no, come on! It's a great, it's a great website. They, like you said, you know, free and secure hosting, nothing to patch or upgrade, twenty-four by seven support if you ever need it. I, I'm doing this from memory, it's but I really think these good are all that you're doing. Things. You know, they're all correct. It's got the e-commerce. I stuff like to built say, in. build it beautiful, mm-hmm. build it beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, email marketing. They've got email newsletters. They've got that uh, built in. Is that right? Am I remembering right? What? What are other? I could be remembering wrong. Got everything. Uh, they've got. They got everything you need. You will not. I mean, you don't need a UPS battery backup because it's Squarespace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If your power goes out at your house, your site's still going. How would you know? Well, oh, I mean, you use you take uh, your, LTE. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Take their word for it. It's a good. It's a good site. It's really funny. We to promise use everything is fine. That's all you need to hear. And I mean, like uh, jokes left the room. There are still a lot of occasions where, as the the Somebody, as the person in your family who maybe is the ad hoc CTO, there are times when you're going to run into people who need a website 
And what's neat about this, I've always thought what's neat about Squarespace for people who aren't me is that you can set somebody up with a website, but you don't have to be the one who runs it. You don't have to be, as we used to say, the webmaster. You're not going to be Syracusing your way around a CGI bin because, like, it, it's just like, oh, you want you want stuff from Amazon? Drag it here. Put in the ASIN. Guess what? Bob's your uncle. Now it's on a page. How about an embedded map? Sure, that's fine. What if you want to promote something? We can do that. How about all your beautiful photos you took? You make a gallery. It's gorgeous. It's Squarespace. So what's the CTA on this? Get the CTA. Just visit squarespace.com slash it's your show. When you're there, use the promo code. Uh, I meant the Chicago Transit Authority. but <laughs> For 10% off your <laughs> first purchase of a website or a domain. Yeah. Yeah. Go register some. Yeah. I hope this recorded. My side did. Um, bang, bang, machine. I mean, you don't sound crispy anymore. Dan, this is a, this is a marathon. I'm winded. You know, you got to stay on with me and watch, watch a two-minute video, but then everybody else can go. Okay. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. I'm glad you're Yeah, I'm, no, I'm great. I feel great. I feel rejuvenated. And I'll tell you, after Good. you go through something like that, I was standing there looking at myself in the mirror, and I was like... like Drunk and nude, I've like got, uh, like Martin... Uh, <laughs> What's his name in uh, in Scorsese? Yes, like Shane, Martin Scorsese Shane. in Heart of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be funny be if Coppola got Martin Scorsese with his giant ass glasses mm -hmm. to be naked hey, and punching a mirror. Hey. That's all he says. <laughs> extreme now. prejudice. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm sitting uh, well, there looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, yes, you know, my eyes are like sunken in cavities. And I'm like, I've seen the darkness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've I got the thousand oh, yards seen the stare. Horror, the horror. You know, like the mm -hmm. abyss has looked back at me, kind of thing. And I yes, was like, this is the, that was the end of the river, all right. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Was he was he a great man? You know, you can't land on a fraction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Never get out of the boat. Never get out of the but boat. But I'm fine. No need to send flowers good. or anything. It's all, all right. good here. Oh, okay. Well, shoot, I got to make some cancellations. Yeah, quick. Grace, Grace, uh, cancel the flowers to ATX. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.